This is the Pete Carroll Show. Right, here we go now, here we go now, here we go. On Cairo Radio 97.3 FM, where the 12s hear the Hawks. The Pete Carroll Show is brought to you by Pizza Hut. Now with Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll, here's Dory Monson. All right, it is Friday, and it is time this Sunday for the Seahawks to get right as they hit the road to take on the Cardinals down in Arizona. And as he does every Friday, Coach Pete Carroll joins us. Hey, Coach, good to talk to you. What's up, Dory? You are. All right, let's uh, yep, you're right. Let's take a look at what happened on, on Sunday. So the day starts with you getting drilled in the schnoz. That's not a good, that's not a good harbinger of things to come. Well, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was the first time I've been bonked like that before, and and uh, I, I just can't believe I didn't see it coming. <laughs> Got to have your head on a swivel, Pete. I know. I yeah. know. Did did it break your nose? Is it broken? My nose is broken so many times you can't break it again. It's already just mush. So, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Okay, and then after you get smacked in the face, things just uh, went downhill from there. So, so now that you've had a few days to to reflect, tell me about that game and and uh, what what you think went wrong. Well, I kind of tried to leave this one in the past, but since you're bringing it up, I'll go back to it. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, uh, we had a miserable start. You know, we we right off the shoot out of the shoots. Uh, we get a penalty on the first play of the game. We lose a couple yards, lose a couple yards, and we're, we're kicking the ball to them, and they run it back for a touchdown. You know, and it's we we went flying down the field. We had five unblocked guys right at the point of the attack, and the guy just made us all miss and, and scored a touchdown. You know, so it, we just got off to a, a lousy start. But then once we righted it, um, you know, we got we got back to sevens, and, and uh, so the game's kind of starting over again. Uh, we we gave him another touchdown. You know, and and, and so. That coupled with uh, you know what happened you know with the, with the, a kind of a turnover situation, we gave him three touchdowns. So it really yeah. felt like we gave him three scores, and so that's pretty darn hard to, to to overcome that. And it just took us all the way till the very end to get close, and we finally did, but it wasn't enough. And so um, it was just just a game that just got out of hand, and, and we just had to try to regroup throughout the time. You know, the first drive of the of the. Uh, of the third quarter, you know, goes to twenty-seven-seven. Right. You know, and that's the one we get to penalty on there, and it's just uh, just too too many bad things we we created. Sometimes you can beat yourself, and it really felt like we did. And you said, uh, and I know that there's a lot of room for the players to improve. You also said, "I've got to do better." As long as you've been doing this, uh, what? What's going on when things are happening that you could have done better? I mean, because well, I, really, it, it's similar in similar fashion. What happens to players too? Sometimes I try too hard, you know, and, and I and I took a couple shots on fourth downs. And in other instances, I might not have, you know, and and uh, if they would worked out, everything would have been fine, but they didn't. And so, the, you know, you, I just as I look back, I would have been a little bit more conservative in some thoughts and, and uh, just waited things out and waited for us to get right and instead of try to force the issue. And it's, it's no different than, uh, than how a player does at times. You know, you try to make something happen that's not there. And I've, I often talk about that to the guys that would, if we prepare properly and, and we're focused and we don't have to do anything outside of ourselves. We just do the things we know how to do really well. And uh, so I got to do that just as well as they do. There was a little debate on Twitter uh, between people that I really – love and respect uh, and and it was two distinct viewpoints of the game people like uh paul moyer dave wyman they said you know this really just came down to five plays and then there were people like brock heward who said no it was more of a complete breakdown uh where in the spectrum do you view a game like that 
No, it, 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 there was enough things, you know, if you got five plays, that's a lot, you know, that's a lot of stuff to try to recoup, but that's basically what happened. Yeah. And, and uh, so that, that's the way I see it. Okay. Got it. Uh, you got a touchdown on the very last play of the game, that untimed down. And I know that this is not any consolation, but since 2012, because of that touchdown, you guys have still only lost three games by double digits. And and the second best in the NFL over that period is New England with more than twice as many, eight double-digit losses. That is – that's just an incredible – and I know you talk about that all the time, that you, you guys always have to have that mentality that no matter what the score is, we're going to figure out a way to get within one score. Yeah, and it's, it's just been something that we've – you know, we've really pressed it to own over a long period of time that we're going to be in every game and have a chance. And, and we know with, with our quarterback, if we give him a chance, that, that means we had a really good shot to win a game if we just stay within, within reach. And it does, take, it does take overall play by the whole team to consistently put numbers up like that. You know, and when, I think there was one time, I don't remember what, when it was in the middle of uh, from about three, four years ago, that we might have had something like 60 games straight or something where that hadn't happened, you yeah. know, and which was way, way more than anybody else. I don't know what the number is, but it's way more than anybody else had ever done in the league, you know, and that that's not a great stat to be proud of, you know, but I, I like knowing that we're hard to beat and, and we're always in it and we got a chance and, and uh, we'll kind of, we'll try to keep fighting that way and see if we can, you know, keep that, that, that'll allow us to win some big games at the end of the games and surprise some people and, and keep out ahead of it all. Yep. Okay, this is the last question I'm going to ask about last week. But I, I asked you this last Friday. I said, when Drew Brees goes down, is there any chance of a letdown? And I know you said you sure hope not. Was there any letdown at all because of the Drew Brees thing? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I didn't see that. I, I didn't. I don't know where that would have showed up. That if if anything, it just put us in. Maybe we, you know, we dug in so much on the two quarterback thing and tried to figure out that that stuff. We might have distracted us from you know from knowing exactly what you're up against. It was a little bit like the first game again, you know. And and uh, but um, I, I don't think so. I didn't see that. Um, they played really good and they did really nice conservative job throughout the game and, and gave themselves a chance to win, which uh, Sean has been doing a lot lately. He's really done a nice job of rounding out a really well-balanced team. Yeah. And when you're like that, if you don't screw it up, you, you, you win a lot of games. And, and uh, that, I think that's what happened to him against us. There you go. Okay. Hey, you know who I had on my show yesterday? Doc, Dr. Michael Gervais. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. And uh, just a great conversation. He told me that you're doing something with him. Uh, later today, and as he described it, we're going to take a look and deconstruct the art of coaching from one of the great coaches in our era. How does he help people find their very best? Who, who are we bringing in for that? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's Harbaugh. I think, I think he's got Harbaugh. There you go. There you go. That's uh, a good so I know you're going to do a long thing with him, but uh, give me the Cliff Notes version when – when you talk about helping people find their very best, well, I, you know, appreciate the question. The uh, I think there's some real simplicity to it, and, and it'll sound familiar to you because we've talked enough over over time. Um, but the first thing is, you know, you, you want to figure out who you are, you know, and, and, and know what your strengths are, and then do the go through the process of discovering you know, what you stand for. And, and because if you don't figure that out, it's really hard to be your best, you know? Mm -hmm. And that, that, so it starts with the simple thought of, 
of understanding who you are, what you're all about, what's important to you, how you function, and and when if it's coaching or if it's in the corporate world or if you're in performing arts or whatever you may be part of, that's a it's a huge acknowledgement and it's not easy. And so there's a process to that, and we like to help people figure that out, and and then set them on a path where they work to 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 maintain a connection with the authentic person that they are and, and stay true to it. And this is like our team. When, when we just do what we're capable of doing and consistently uh, recreate that week after week, we're, we're really hard to beat. And, and other people, they, they can't match up consistently. And so it's no different. You know, when you're trying to help somebody find their best, I often think about it, you know, like if, if, if I was a little league coach and I'm coaching the guy, and I think I've told you this before, and I'm coaching a kid that just can't hit very well and doesn't throw very well, then I'm going to figure out how to make him a great third base coach, you know, and see if we can teach him how to do that and, and take great pride in it and, and be the best there is and, and, and get all, this, all the aspects of that together with, with the similar thought that let's help people find something they can do really well because of their makeup and then, and then, and then help them learn how to stay consistent and, and really make that shine. And uh, that's, that's kind of the basics of it. One of the things that he talked about is that he and you – like to help everybody find what what he called your core principles, and I'm sure you've spent plenty of time thinking about this. But how would you define your core principles? Well, there's there's hundreds of them, but uh, the, the the thought I, I like holding on to is you know uncompromising principles. Well, what what is it that you won't compromise? You know, and and that to me that's that's pretty clear in, in some of the basics. But until you ask yourself those questions and, and and then answer them, you know, you haven't really gone anywhere. So like, uh, like, you know, I'm expecting, we talk about competing all the time. Well, you can't compete unless you're giving great effort, unless you're putting everything you have into what you're doing. And so that's a principle to me that if, if you're going to do something, you got to go for it, you know, and you got to give everything you have and figure out how you can muster up all the energy and the focus and the attention that it takes so that you can bring your best. And, and that, that's, that's a place to start. Um, you know, when we're talking about personally, I'm talking about competing. And, you know, I, I say if I have a, a way to state my philosophy, it'd be always compete. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that means that I'm always striving, you know, and competing to me is striving, striving to, to, to bring out the best in whatever I'm doing and, and find the best in whatever I'm doing and work towards that. And, and so if I'm not, then, you know, that's not be, me being me. So I, I'm not. I'm kind of relentless, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> I'll kind of wear you out a little bit, you know, and when, when it comes to, you know, whatever we're after, whatever we're trying to accomplish. And, and uh, so it's, it's really, those are the kinds of thoughts that, that, that go into, you know, coming up with the principles that you just will not back down on effort, truth, honesty, kindness, fairness, you know, those, those types of thoughts to me are, uh, um, you know, empathy, you know, those big thoughts that, that I like to stand for. Yeah, and I'll just let everybody who's listening know that uh, that the podcast you're doing with Dr. Gervais is going to be available uh, in the in the weeks ahead. So if people are intrigued by the little bit they just heard there, they can uh, hear you expound on that a little bit more. So that's, that's cool stuff. All right, Coach, hold on. Pete Carroll's going to spend the rest of the half hour with us. We will preview Sunday's game down in Arizona against the Cardinals. More. With Seahawks coach Pete Carroll, it is the Pete Carroll Show every Friday, right here, right now, on the Dory Monson Show. Pete Carroll is with us. Seahawks play the Arizona Cardinals on 
Sunday afternoon, 105 kickoff. I'll be on the air at 10 a.m. with our pregame coverage. You'll hear it right here on your home of the Seahawks, 97.3 Cairo FM. And Pete, over the years that we've been doing this, I think you know that I'm a pretty competitive guy. Sure. Okay. Because I, I heard something on, on Monday... And I know you were being gracious in the the final interview you did with uh, with Brock and Salk, but but I heard you say this here. I think the truth of the matter too. I don't know. I went back and looked. I don't think you did a regular radio show with anybody for ten years. I mean, it's been <laughs> ten. No it's there's, been there's ten no years. This is, this is one time only. No chance. It's a one time oh, only. So I, I, I'm sorry, Pete. You <laughs> killed, You reached into my chest and you pulled oh, out my I'm heart. So sorry about that. Oh man! Well, Bro- see, we haven't done ten. We're, 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 who says we're only doing ten? No, we're at about eight. That's the thing. You said it was a one-time oh, only. Oh, good. Oh, I, I thought maybe I, I thought I'd screw it up. Okay, no, no, no. so well, we haven't got there yet. No, but we have another three years left in us, don't we? Uh, easy. Okay. Easy. All right. Just wanted to make sure. Just Why are you settling sure. for three? <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling old. I don't know. Uh, okay, a couple quick things about coming up. First of all, my producer wants to know if you're as excited to get Luke Wilson back as she is. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. This happening. Uh, uh, I'm glad for Luke, one, because he loves it here so much. But I'm also glad for the other players in the program and people that know Luke. And, and uh, he's a one-of-a-kind spirit, you know, and, and uh, he's had such a big influence and one of my all-time favorite guys to ever coach, and so to get a chance to put him back in this locker room, in this meeting room with these players and all, and uh, to, to allow him to affect the people that, that he will in such a positive way, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a real plus for us. Nice. Did he bring Techno Thursday back yesterday? Well, it, it, we cranked it up some. Okay. He was bouncing. Okay, he was good. Going, so we didn't go all out yet because he's got he's to earn his way a little bit here, yeah. but uh, we, we certainly gave him some respect. You didn't pull the short shorts back on, did you? Uh, no, I didn't. That, okay. that's, that was a one-time shot for me. Okay, <laughs> got it. All right. Uh, injuries. I know that uh, Zig, Ziggy Ansah had a back issue that cropped up this week. How's he? Yeah, we think he's going to be okay. It's just something we had to take care of and make sure it didn't, you know, didn't fester for the weekend. Okay, uh, but he's, you think he's good to go for Sunday? Yes. Okay. Uh, Rashad Penny? Um, he's close. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll take him all the way to game time. Dwayne Brown? He'll be fine. Okay. Uh, let's see who else do I got here. Ethan Posick, Tedrick Thompson. How are they looking? Tedrick had a really good week. He's ready to go and will play. Um, Ethan is going to take a little bit longer. He's not quite ready yet. Okay. And uh, just give me your thoughts on Arizona. They got the number one overall pick at quarterback in, in Kyler Murray, and uh, it's pretty obvious what a, what a terrifically physically talented guy he is. Yeah, he is really good, and uh, you know I've loved him throughout the draft process and all that. When I got to know him as a as a player, he is really something. He's got uh, it has nothing to do with how tall he is or any of that. It's just he's got phenomenal skill. He's really quick and explosive. He's really natural as an athlete and thrower. Uh, his timing, his awareness, his processing is just really fast. Um, he, he should be a fantastic player. We got to keep him quiet and not let him get going and try to make sure we can keep him in the pocket and keep, keep track of him. Uh, but he is really a dynamic player, and the offense really does give him a chance to use the whole field, and that's why they put these two guys together, you know, the, the first pick in the draft and the head coach. Yeah. Uh, coach Kingsbury's got, a, you know, got an offense that is suited to the style that he has uh, played in. And so uh, 
So it's a tough one-two punch. I'm kind of anxious to see us go with these guys. Yeah, and and with Kyler Murray, he yeah nobody knows what his career is going to be. He's only three games in. What's the difference that you've been able to identify between the number one or the high draft guys who you know are Hall of Famers and the ones who come up short? I mean, what advice would you give Kyler Murray as he's just getting his NFL career started on that? Yeah, I, I think that there's some real innate you know make characteristics of the the great players that um it takes a while before you can tell and and you know sometimes you can tell through their college experience but often you got to see how it translates and how they come around and how they fit uh into this game and the professional world of it all but it's the great competitors you know that they they overcome the the skills and the talents that they might not have and and uh whatever might be missing by their makeup and their the the grit that they that they demonstrate and uh, you know all of those those characteristics that, that separate them from other people, and some of the, the greatest talented people in the world don't have all of the makeup that's, that makes them champions. You know, sure. and, and uh, so I, I think that's that's it's the intangible stuff. There you go. All right, going to be a good challenge, be a good bounce back week for you guys to go down there and, and get a win, and uh, look forward to the game, Pete. Okay, Joy. Thanks. All right, thanks eight, so much. Eight years, yeah. eight more coming, man. Here we go. Okay, right, I'm ready. I'm ready to rock. Thanks, Pete. All right. Okay, Pete Carroll, coach of the Seahawks. They play Arizona. You'll hear it right here in your home of the Seahawks, 97.3 Cairo FM. We'll check the news for you, and then the fastest 15 is coming up next.